Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. I have thought a lot in the last 24 hours. Time to get your weekly sports fix. By the skin of their teeth, they lost. You know, then you can just ride it the whole thing. With sticks. Sweet. We are live, ready to go. And we got a special guest, the original hard dub, I like to call Rich Warnick. How you That's doing, my... brother? Man, I'm doing good. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. My uh, anonymous big homie co-host is uh, being anonymous, just like his namesake, along with all the other uh, PUPs and uh, Essential and all the other uh, names that he goes by. Um, You know, he's got a happy wife, happy, happy life. So the wife has him uh, out and about today, last minute you know so it's just gonna be you and i but that's all good brother yeah, so let's do it thanks for coming on man what's going down yeah, what's going on with you how's how's life going man life's going good it's uh it's interesting living in denver and uh being a seahawks fan <laughs> yeah i bet bro I, i'd love to hear the insight like homie uh a reference to we were talking on last episode we were talking about the nfc west we were talking about trying to get you on and getting the insight from you know, an actual Seahawks fan being in uh, Colorado. So, um, you know, how long, how long you been down there now? Well, we originally moved down here in 2010 and it's crazy because I told my wife, I said, you know, Hey, what are the odds? I mean, it's Seattle. I mean, old rivals, but there's no way they're going to the Super Bowl, Right. I mean, I mean, let's face it as a Seahawks fan, you know, you grow up and it's like, yeah, we like it it's fun. We love our team. And then you always got like another team that you like, right. Growing mm-hmm. up, I was like, I love Seattle, but then it's like, well, I guess I like the Cowboys cause they win. Right. 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 Uh-oh. So, <laughs> so being down here, it was like, Hey, no big deal. We'll make a bunch of friends. You know, it is what it is. And then all of a sudden, one day we're looking at each other going, wow, it's blue Friday before the Super Bowl." And of course, in Denver, it's Orange Crush, right? My kids are freaking out. They're like, "Dad, this is going to be embarrassing. Like, I don't want to lose." <laughs> I'm like, "Man, I, I go. I, all as I can tell you is this: Denver has not played a top ten defense all year. And uh, lo and behold, you know, we know what kind of happened. And most of the friends we had disappeared into the bushes. And you know, <laughs> during the Super Bowl, <laughs> it is what it. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of awkward. You know, it was. He doesn't even know what to say, but we were, we were excited. It was, it was fun. It was fun to be here. 
um, and, and the fans in Denver are pretty respectful. So, it, it, you know, a lot of other fans that you see been to a lot of games up at the, at the clank and you see green Bay pan, fans or Steelers sometimes they get a little Raiders, the Raiders uh, right? but yeah, right. Raiders. Yeah. But yeah, at the end, okay. end of the day, Denver's got some great fans. I mean, they're good people. So yeah, it's, um, it's, I mean, one of my buddies that's usually on the podcast too, has been on here before Aaron Jones, he lives in Vegas. He's a Broncos fan. So we like to give him a little, we like to razz him a little bit uh, after that Super Bowl. And then they came back and got their Super Bowl, but it's been a while. And so he's been shooting me uh, some text messages and always about the Russell Wilson thing. You know, now that we switch quarterbacks, you know, basically, you know, good friend in Vegas, uh, Aaron Jones. So shout out buddy. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to find out the, uh, the take from the insider, we like to call it the homie investigation team on the ground. <laughs> so we got yeah. another homie investigation team correspondent here with Rich Warnick. So again, the original R dub. So I appreciate you coming on, bro. It's awesome to talk to you again and yeah, see you again. It. And uh, you know, many more opportunities if you ever want to jump back on and and yeah, shoot, the, shoot the bull, we could do that. Um so let's get into it real quick. Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. Go to thisfunner.com for more podcasts and online content. Grab some merch right while you're there. I kind of got this shirt on, if you all can see it right now. Yeah. So you got to grab a shirt or two from uh, Sports Fix with Sticks and Nas Big Homie. Um, follow me on Twitter at Sticks015. Use that hashtag Sticks and Sports, and we'll follow you back. Hit, hit us up, tag us, whatever you want to do um and then the anonymous big homie obviously at homie underscore anonymous he likes to be anonymous every once in a while so that's how we that's how we let him roll <laughs> so uh yeah i just want to we're gonna we're gonna get into uh on today's episode with uh the original r-dub rich warnick we are going to talk about the much anticipated broncos at seahawks monday night football game the return of russell wilson to Lumenfield, I almost called it CenturyLink there, to Lumenfield, um, and you know what's going on, and, and and get the insider information from down in Colorado, as where Rich is at right now. It's the, like a just reference, man. It's going to be awesome to to hear what the uh, Colorado area is talking about this game, and just to start off right off the bat um the line right now is six and a half in favor of broncos and it's over under 44 and i've been jumping back and forth like um to talk about the 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 game i mean we'll get into the game part of it but just off the top of my head i'm just like i really everybody everybody including myself i think i even mentioned this on our nfc preview that the homie and i did i'm like they're going to be terrible. No chance in hell. And then I was looking and I was trying to read some stuff and read up on it. And then, you know, the Seahawks are 11 and one in home games under Pete and John. Right. And they're wearing their full action green and they're seven and one in the green and four and one in the all greens that they're wearing on Monday night football this week. And, you know, and we both know, we all know as Seahawks fans, somehow Pete Carroll decides to somehow always ends up keeping the games close. Was it last year or two years ago where they every, every loss was by like less than 
uh, a score. So less than six. I think most of them were like less than three. So they somehow always try to keep it close. So um, before I start rambling on and we just get into this discussion, what are your thoughts on on Monday night, Rich? Like, do you think that that, that, that it's going to be close? I mean, I, I can't be I, I'm attempting not to be a biased Homer fan like I have been recently, because now we're talking about all this. We talk about all these games and all this and sports betting and stuff. But what are your thoughts? Like, what do you think about this? I want to get a different insider project pers, uh, perspective. Well, so I went to training camp and I, and I wore this Jersey, right? I got love it by the way. Lynch Super Bowl Jersey, right? Yep. I got a lot of looks and it was, and it was crazy because I looked over and they had like the local news there and there was a guy wearing a Pearl Jam shirt and I was like, Uh I got to go talk to him. Yeah. I went and talked to him and used to work for like, I think King five or something like that TV up in Seattle. And he had a, you know, when Russell Wilson came down here, there happened to be a position open. So his story is he came down here because Russell Wilson did. Right. (laughs) But he and I kind of sat back and talked about things, you know, and, you know, I think one of the things that that's, that's, you know, interesting to me. And, you know, this, this is just my opinion, you know, I don't know how much factor is to it, but I kind of saw, you know, he won the, the Walter Payton award and, you know, he used to do a lot of service and things like that. And it could have been COVID or something like that. But the big thing when he got down here is the first thing he did is went to children's hospital. Right. And so you kind of get the feel like those are the things that kind of made him great. Those are the things that kept him grounded. And then, uh, you know, we went down to the field and, you know, I'm a huge sports fan, you know, altogether. And so, you know, they had some old Broncos players, Eric Decker and a few other, and we've, we've got some that live in our neighborhood. In fact, uh, 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 Shelby Harris just lives a few doors down and he was part of that Russell Wilson trade. And I'll share a little bit kind of, just a few things that he he talked about but uh the excitement is there and you know drew lock is interesting because drew lock said you know the one thing he liked about seattle's um you know training camp was they played music and that they didn't do that in denver and i thought that was odd because i went to denver they had speakers a mile high and they were booming music the whole time and when russell wilson came out he had that look on his face and i was like oh man You've seen that before. Oh, man. You know, and so I got down in the front row. I'm the only dude wearing blue, right? Uh-huh. So he comes down, he starts signing five. He eyed in right on me and I high fived him, you know, and, and he was like much respect. And so he still he still loves Seattle, right? He can't he can't not love Seattle because they picked him up. I mean, there was for crying out loud, there was a punter that was picked up before him. Uh uh-huh. Right. But but. But here's the reality of it. The reality of it is, is I think that there's been kind of a decline with him. And although there's all this hype and there's excitement, and I know that he's, he's got a point to prove, you know, and as a fan, I'm like, I don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to, are they going to let him cook and let him sit in the pocket for 10 seconds? Like Seattle was doing and he's getting sacked all the time, or is he actually going to roll out, try to make a pass and try to make a play? In training camp, I couldn't really tell. Right. Like Russell Wilson, right? And when you look at his stats, you go, man, he's a great quarterback, you know, QBR, all these yards, all these touchdowns. But the success in Seattle just tapered off after the Super Bowl. So I don't know if it's fake in the sense that, you know, he's like, you know, hey, Colorado, you know, Denver Broncos fans, let's go, let's ride. He has his big <laughs> thing, let's ride, you know, and it's it almost makes me want to vomit a little bit. Yeah, right. It's not the go hawks, it's the let's no. ride. And it, it's not even like a, it's not even like a, 
a, a, a let's ride like excited about it's like a let's ride let's like ride. what are you ride. what are you trying to what are you trying to do right here and how are you trying to talk to me right now uh but yeah it's interesting to find out i mean and i i think and i i, I want to know uh uh what your take on and i i wanted to do a little more research but i figured since you were coming on i wondered if you would know an insight on drew Locke, um because i know teddy bridgewater was there last year obviously um and then my boy aaron jones in vegas is who who was like hey you know Locke was not good in my opinion I have, first of all, I have a little story about Drew Locke too, real quick. Let's hear, um, it. Let's hear it. So I was working in, in the shop in Bellevue when, before I moved back to the Tri-Cities. And uh, the, I remember the, um, I can't remember what horse race was on TV, but we had a TV in there watching. I had the horse race on. I was watching the horse racing. And Drew Locke came in before a Mariners game. And he was getting a jersey, a Mariners jersey. And my, uh, my boy helped him. And then... Um, you know, he gets up to the counter and like, I, I didn't, I was going to help him. And then like my boy recognized him, but I didn't recognize him. Right. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I was sitting there watching, he was getting rung up and we weren't busy. So I was like watching the race and then he stops for a second and he's like, Oh, it's a favorite. And I was like, yeah, you know, watch, you know, this guy's the, this horse is supposed to be, you know, rolling through. And he's like, Oh yeah. And he sat there and watched the race with me for a second. And he's like, Oh, that was pretty sweet. You know, he's like, he was a pretty cool dude. Like he was, he was cool. He treated my boy good too. And, but I didn't recognize him. Right. So I wonder, like, I, I wanted to, I thought since he's younger, you know, has a pretty good arm. And if Pete's offense is hand the ball off and then make those throws, I figured that Drew Locke would be the, uh, potential number one and i know during the preseason i didn't get to watch most of the games but i did see a couple of highlights and a couple of them but you know he did turn the ball over a little bit i know he had a yeah. couple fumbled snaps but that's kind of goes with you know when you're playing with the second and third teams right in my opinion um but i wonder what how how what have you heard anything down there in the last few years a couple of years why he was there about drew lock and any potential that he could have had because then he lost this, you know, he lost the job to Teddy Bridgewater last year. We all know how that ended up anyways. Not good for the Broncos as well. Yeah, it it was kind of funny because they said they had this uh they had these shirts they were selling and it was steady Teddy, right? Everybody was, <laughs> you know, you try to hype your guy, you know, it's part yeah. of marketing. I mean, I appreciate it, but you know, I think Drew Locke, I think he went like five and one. And they pulled him. I don't know the story behind it. I could never find out why they pulled him. I do know that Pete Carroll really liked him when he was, when Drew Locke was in college. And I know that at one point they were looking at maybe trying to pick him in the draft. Uh, so there's something about him that Pete Carroll likes. And I, and I trust Pete Carroll as far as coaching ability. But as far as down here in Denver, I, to be honest, I have no idea why they stopped. Uh, uh, like trust, give it, stop trusting him. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, and you know, the other thing I don't get what they did in Denver is, you know, they got rid of Tebow. And I think, you know, look, you look at when we were here, you know, Tebow and the kneeling and everything, you know, whatever. But on the other hand, every single time that dude stepped on the field, everybody else's stats increased by like 32%, right? Maybe he wasn't the best, but, you know, he really improved upon the team. So he was a, he was a good motivator. So with Drew Locke, I don't, I don't know. And as I started kind of digging into details when they sent him over there, I was like, oh, wow, he won like five games. And then there's no that's kind of where the story ends. So 
and he's look, he's kind of cold, right? He's nervous. He's cold. He, he, he wants a new start. You know, he was pretty good, you know, football player in college, great QB, uh -huh. but you got Gino, right? Gino's been with the program. Gino's got some pretty good wheels. Uh, he's fairly good in college, had quite a few touchdowns to, to, uh, interception ratio. Um, I think he can do, I think he can do, you know, pretty good. The big thing for me, I think that's going to be the key is that when we saw success in Seattle is 100% to do with the running game. Right. hundred percent. Yep. You know, we cycled through guys, Collins, you know, Rashad Penny and a lot of these guys. And when you look at spring training, you know, DJ Dallas, he's like a mini, mini Lynch. I mean, he was busting through. I mean, he was playing really, really well. So if we can get that run game going, it's only going to benefit our quarterback, whoever, who, you know, whoever that is. Right. And I, I, uh, I just saw, I just read up something today that Kenny Walker was, um, looked really good in practice today or yesterday. I can't remember what day it was, but he did look good. I, I don't know what that means for Monday. I know he's still questionable for Monday, but I really liked, I really liked Walker at, at Michigan yeah. state. I mean, he is a beast and he is definitely a good running back. And I think with him and Rashad Penny, as long as Rashad could hold up, healthy i mean he led the league in running backs in in rushing yards uh at, um average yards per rush when he came back last year for those five six games or whatever it was um so i mean you know that's not a bad tandem to have especially if you have a healthy kenny walker um had that surgery early in the preseason which is good right, right. so we'll see what happens i think that's a a, a big like you said pete's game plan they want to rush the ball um, I, I pulled up some numbers from last year, the Seahawks offense, had 122 yards rushing a game. So, and I want to say that was like top 10, if I remember correctly, should have wrote that down, but, uh, you know, it's hundred percent Pete's game plan. I think that's part of the reason why he's going with Gino. Um, it's just, man, he's more mobile. He's, he, he you know, is he, more mobile. He yeah. More mobile. I think. He's quicker than Drew Locke. I think he's he's kind of like an in between, uh, you know, Russell Wilson and Drew Locke. I think I think the it's not going to be a huge change for the offense. He's got, from what I hear, he's got a great attitude. Works well with the guys. A uh, little taller, right? Yeah. Uh, can see can see down the field. You know, that was a struggle Seattle's had. You know, declining from the Super Bowl. You look if you look back. You know, even last year, in the, in the first eight games. Uh, I think, what was it? They were, uh, how many first downs do you think they had in the first eight games last year? First eight games last year? First eight games. How many times did you get a first down? First down, let's say, uh, my quick bitten city math here. Let's go for 19. Oh, dude, you were, you were close. Nine. Oh, jeez. They averaged about 1.2 first downs per per game whoa right rough what do you what do you got to do to get a first down right usually you got to get a running back then get three or four yards and you have to have short passes yeah. when you look at russell wilson's overall stats last year he did good but when you start breaking it down to what passes he had he wasn't making short five or six yard passes it was either he was getting sacked or or it was you know misplaced ball or he was launching it nine million yards down the field tire right. rocket in the smallest square inch of the field to have some kind of stat cast, you know, highlight reel. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it was interesting. And it wasn't, it wasn't only, 
it wasn't only that, but, but the first nine games of the season, they only rushed for 118 yards. First nine games of the season? First nine, nine games of the season last year. And this, this is according to NFL.com. Now, that's crazy. When you look at the I rest of the season, that. yeah, if you look at the rest of the season, they picked up, right? They started running the ball quite a bit, and they started getting the ball down the field. But the first, the first nine games were brutal, you know? So, yeah, I mean, and, and last year, I mean, his, his QBR was 42.2, which was 11 points negative from the year previous. So something had to change. You look at the dollars and cents, you know, and I, and I was uh, listening to uh, ESPN radio this morning. They were talking about how it's just come out that in 2018, Seattle wanted to trade Russell Wilson to the Browns for their first round draft pick. Yeah. And they were going to pick up Josh Allen. Right. Oh man. I didn't hear the Josh Allen part though. So that was their goal. And then the next year, well, and think about it, you know, you, the first round pick you're paying 35 million. Yeah. For, for three to four years. Right. Uh, You're paying Russell Wilson, 30, 35 million a year at that time. Yeah. So it's, it's a balancing act. So if you're paying your quarterback a ton of money, you don't have money for your line. You don't have your money for the Legion of Boone. You got to let got You have to make decisions. Sorry. Sorry. You know, we got to let you go. Sorry. We have to let you go. We have to pay Russ. Right. And so that that's your commitment to him because he did a lot for Seattle. But you look at the Patriots and the Patriots, you know, Tom Brady's like, oh, you need we need more linemen. OK, I'll take a pay cut. Right. He knows right. what his body's worth at that, at that age or at that time, right? He's going to be 75 years old, right? He's going to yeah. get inducted to the Hall of Fame 25 years after he dies. It's just going to be ridiculous. Because <laughs> he's still going, yep. No it does, and that's, that's what Russ doesn't do. In 2019, they wanted to trade Russ to the, to the Cardinals. They talked to them about it, and they were going to pick up Kyler Murray. So you look at it, and you go, it's business, right? It's, it's 100% business. $35 million a year for one guy or $35 million for three to four years, and you can start picking up guys to help support that. What did Seattle do with their draft picks? They went out and picked up a bunch of linemen. Yeah, they did. They got two rookies, I believe, that are going to start this uh, on Monday. Yeah. And I have a couple things. It's funny you brought up the first down thing because there's an ongoing uh, text message and uh, uh, group chat that every time and friends that I've have been friends with for a while, every time I can guarantee you, that it's a 0% chance that the Seahawks get a first down on the opening drive when they get the ball. 0% chance. So I know that there's zero first downs coming from that. So I like to always reference that because we're always like, oh, three and out, weird on our first drive, right? Always happens. It didn't um, used to be like that. It didn't used to be like that. It used to be, you know, drive down, score, touchdown, you know. On the first drive, right? Yeah. Right. And yeah. and again, and to touch on your uh, Russell Wilson salary <laughs> as well, like I know, yeah, hundred percent. Like I, a part of it is is um, I know we've discussed this on Sports Fix with Sticks and I've been homie before, but you know they they weren't going to pay him forty five million like he just got from Denver. So you know you had to get something out of him, and and then like you referenced as well is like where are you going to put that money? They did pay DK. Not it's I know it's backloaded on DK's uh, salary. Uh, but DK got what he wanted and, and, you know, we'll see what happens. And then um, uh, I don't know if you saw any college football today. Cause I know you're out and about running around with the kids and doing, doing uh, Alabama, uh, Texas. That was that, a great game. That was crazy. I mean, that's, that's uh homie said it yesterday or the other day was like, 
he 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 says if you're a Seahawks fan, you want Bryce Young. You want the Seahawks to tank to get Bryce Young, and Bryce Young was the man today. So they could find a way to get up in the draft, no matter where they finish, to get up there and get a quarterback. That'd be one to grab. But um, you know, it's interesting to find it's 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 like I said, I I believe that Drew Locke was going to be the starter. Um, I believe that that Geno went one in three last year as a starter. I know he lost that overtime game to Pittsburgh. Um, I believe it's Pittsburgh that they lost that overtime game too. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, and, and to go back to every Seahawks fans point of what Pete Carroll's philosophy is on offense, you know, uh, Gino was in the four games that he started, he was 10 for 17, 23 for 32, 12 for 22 and 20 for 24. So you're not going to have him throw the ball that much. And then again, I believe, wasn't that like week four, five, five, six, seven ish. So like you were saying, the, the running game didn't help benefit Gino at all in those games. A lot. He did start. Yeah. They got only a lot rushed of... for less than a hundred yards or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, I, I you know, it's, it's just like everything just kind of stopped where nobody knew what they were doing or were, were struggling. I think maybe there was some things that, you know, and, and, and Russ is a pretty reserved guy. You know, he doesn't talk a lot about personal things, you know, you know, you know, you look back to the kind of golden Tate and he left and there was rumors about golden Tate and Russ's wife and it was a divorce and the whole thing. You just don't know, you don't know anything yeah. that happens. So you're really not going to hear anything. And he's, he's not, he's not really a trash talker. He's kind of like, he's kind of like that nerdy kid that really didn't make the football team, but he's really talented and good, mm-hmm. but he's, he's kind of nerdy and, 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 you know, it's, it's hard not to like him. He's not like an arrogant cocky Aaron Rodgers or, you know, anything he's not, else. And, and he's not like vocal about being out there in the public. He'll be out there in the public and cameras will get him because he's Russell Wilson and Sierra. Right. So they're always going to be a camera out there looking for a, a snippet, but he's not like, Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. But well, his bravado is look yeah. at me when he's on camera, if that makes sense. His voice isn't going to project it, yeah. but his the way he carries himself walking in, how he's dressed, how he flaunts himself is going to wear his own hey, jersey. Look at me. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. so funny. <laughs> that was wild. It, it's crazy because they had like a big video of him coming out of his house. He bought a he bought a house here fairly close down in Cherry Creek and kind of down in that area over where Peyton Manning lives. And uh, he walks out in a complete white suit. He's got his Rolls Royce Phantom door open, suicide doors. And he's like, Denver, let's ride. CR is there and he gets in his Rolls Royce. So I'm like, okay, Russ, you know, we get it. You got a lot of money. But here's the thing that that kind of bothers me a little bit about him is that he's 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 acting like he's Brady. And he's not there yet. Right. If, if right. you look at Brady, Brady's kind of like he got to a point where he's like, look, Belichick, you think you're all that? I, I think I'm I think I'm just as good without you. Right. But it, yeah. he didn't he didn't do it after he just like won one Super Bowl and lost one. He did it after years of being like, you know, and everybody thought he's going to be pretty much done. And then yeah. still, yeah, at the end of retirement, like 18 years. And now he had a point to prove. But now you got this clash of the Titans. Right. You got. You got Pete Carroll over here trying to get the 12s riled up to boo Russell Wilson, right? And then you got Russell Wilson over here going, well, the whole reason why I left Seattle is because I didn't get protection. 
and who's going to win it out. Like we can sit here and talk all day long about, uh, you know, whether or not he had protection or not, or whether or not he decided to move his feet. I mean, he's probably uh, the quarterback. I mean, I don't think they have a stat, but I never really saw him take three steps back after the snap and he's too short to not take three or four steps back. Right. Uh Brady even takes three steps back. You take two steps back, that pocket's going to collapse right on you. And, and we saw that happen a lot and it's hard to escape. He's got to get back out a little bit further. And interestingly enough, I saw him doing four or five step drills at the Broncos training camp. So maybe that's something they getting back a little bit more. Film. Yeah. Get back into it a little bit more, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. I think Denver thinks they're better than they actually really are, to be honest with you. Yeah. And <laughs> excuse me. Um, you know, I think, their defense kept them in well they only had what six wins last year seven wins last year but their defense kept them in you know somewhat of the game last year when their defense was uh let's see only gave up 18 points per game that was the third best in the nfl last year for denver so i mean he's going to a defensive team kind of like what he had with the legion of boom i'm not comparing them i'm not comparing for all you Seahawks fans out there, I'm not comparing the defense of Denver to the Legion of Boom by no chance at all, but at least he has a defense out there, supposedly, if they're anywhere close to what they were or what they, yeah, what they were last year. Um, but it's going to be interesting to find out. I mean, didn't he lose? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, he still has Judy, who's young, and he has Sutton. Yep. Uh, yep. which Sutton's good too. Seems like Judy had some route issues, but maybe that was just with the different Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Um, and then, but I think they lost that Hamlin guy or Ham, Ham, I forgot his name, Hamlin, I think um, another receiver out there. But again, I mean, with the running backs that Denver has, you know, similar to the Seahawks running game, with uh, Melvin Gordon, who's been around there forever, you know, signed to stay there. And then Javonta Williams, who came up last year, he's, he's pretty solid. Uh, he's, he's gigantic. I, when I saw him, uh-huh. they did running back drills right in front of us. I was like, man, that guy's got thighs about as big as round as I am. The guy he's is a beast, just, huh? it's, uh, he's, he's, he is scary. I mean, he, <laughs> is, he, he had is, a good year last year. So he did, he, he did. I mean, and that was with sharing the load a little bit. Now yeah. with uh, what, what was this? Oh, frick! I knew his name. Wasn't his that one rookie, undrafted rookie there last year, who's not there anymore? Frick! Can't remember his name. I had him on the top of my head, but uh, now it's we'll just say Melvin. Chris. We'll say Chris Farley. That's who it was. <laughs> Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been. Uh, but yeah. So you know, it's gonna. I mean, I think Russ is gonna be just fine in Denver. I don't know. I can't remember what I said on the on our ASC picks of over under and how many wins they had now that I think about it, but cause we just did that podcast the other day, but um, you know, I think it's on Monday night and I, I like how you referenced when you referenced, uh, you know, Pete saying, Hey, let's boo him kind of thing. So I wonder what for all the 12s out there, are the 12s going to boo Russ 
And is it actually mean that they're, is it mean that they're bitter? Does it mean they're jealous? Does it mean they're just rooting for their team? Because I mean, any quarterback that comes into the, to Lumen field, you're going to get booed. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, all that because they're rooting for their team. I don't necessarily think, in my opinion, they can do whatever they want. Anybody who's there pays a ticket. They can do whatever they want. In my opinion, you, and I've been back and forth in this, but you got to boo him because you want the, you want to get him riled up. You want to get him in his head, right? I don't know if, if you can get in Russ's head like that. You want to give him a little nervous. You want to, he's going to already be there. He's been there for, you know, 10 years. He was there walking on the field, people cheering him. Now he's going to be like, let's, let's press him a little bit. Let's get him a little riled up if you're there at the game and, and see how he performs under this pressure while being on another team in his old house, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, so I kind of went back and forth when I was thinking about this today. I think really at the end of the day, the best thing the 12s could do, if, if anybody out there hears this, is I think everybody should stand up and give – you know, three claps, everybody in unison say, thank you, Russ, give a pause and then boo the living daylights out of him. <laughs> I like it. Right? I like it. So yeah. give him the respect that he needs. He brought, look, he brought something to Seattle that's not been there since 1976. Right. I mean, we've been to the Super Bowl before against the Steelers. That was kind of a, an interesting Super Bowl. I won't get into, you know, my thoughts on how lopsided it was penalty and yards and passes and efficiency and just, the score didn't look right, but at the end of the day, look, he brought a Super Bowl there. He brought excitement. He filled up the stadium and he created a whole new generation of Seahawks fans that hadn't been there before, albeit the new ones are annoying, right? Because they act like, you know, all as they know is winning, right? right. So yeah. they have all this. And I'm like, dude, relax. It doesn't last forever, right? It, no. Like, like, don't be so rude about it, you know? So I give him, give him a three clap. Thank you, Russ pause and then just boo and give him give him a warm welcome back to seattle after after we've appreciated him and that's it and he and knows how loud he knows how loud they get they get there when the seahawks are on defense so he knows how loud it's gonna be and i agree like i think that's i, I like that i like that uh uh scenario give him the three claps cheer for him in the introductions maybe if they even introduce if they introduce him or whatever however that might go down but as soon as he walks on the field maybe give him the the three claps and the cheer but then as soon as that's done you know show him the appreciation after that the whole game light him up be loud get in his head and let that defense do some work cuz you know that they're out there ready to go get get them some of us so well, he's I never been on the field. The yeah, he's never he yeah, he's never been on the field on offense when it's loud. And that and that stadium specifically built built to focus onto the field. It's it's completely different. I've heard the noise on the sideline versus what you hear on the field. So okay, you know, it it it'll be interesting. I'm sure they're gonna practice a lot, uh doing you know no count snaps they're going to have like little things they can do so they don't jump off but imagine how fun it's going to be if they get out there in the very first place someone jumps off sides oh yeah crowd's gonna go crazy or yeah a miss snap to russ and he fumbles it because it happens i mean yep. 
Remember the 49ers in the playoff playoff game when they went and played uh, into the Super Bowl, you know, going into the Super Bowl. I mean, I think it was like the first snap or second snap. He he fumbled the ball and it was a loss of maybe it was third down. It was a loss of, you know, eight or nine yards. You know, they came back and won that game. And that was the that was the mark or the uh, Richard Sherman, you know, yelling at uh, (laughs) Crabtree. Yeah. Crabtree. That Crabtree. Yeah. So he's not perfect, you know, but, but this, I mean, the twelves do do make a difference when it comes to the game. What I hope they don't do is I hope they don't let up. I hope they, I hope they come with their a game. I hope they, they scream it loud and proud and just, just support, support Seattle. And look, Russ isn't a Seahawk anymore. And, you know, Green Bay did it to Brett Favre when he went to the Vikings, they booed the living daylights out of him when he came back and played at Lambeau. So, mm-hmm. You know, it'd be interesting. And Brett Favre did a lot for that organization too, but right. I don't know what we'll to see. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's going to be, you know, I think it's, it's going to be, I, I, and I, I believe that what's going to happen is going to be the, the cheer at the beginning and then game on from there on out. Right. And they're going to be loud. They're probably going to be louder than they've ever been. If that's even possible to be, you know, be more loud than they've set records, obviously with the, decibels or whatever it's called yeah, uh, yeah sound right so you know there's this would be the perfect game for them to 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 break it and just be as loud as possible so it's gonna be a fun game to watch do you think do you think it's gonna be close do you think the seahawks can keep this close do you think they're gonna win yeah what? i think they're gonna Look, people that know me, I'm a forever optimist just in life in general right and i mm-hmm. and i think that uh I think one of the things where I think even Seattle struggled with Carroll is that Carroll's not used to having the same group of guys for an extended period of time, you know, three, four years, and he's got a fresh, fresh group, right. you know, and that's yep. what made him successful, you know, out in California. And so in my opinion, he kind of didn't know how to coach guys that, that were making a lot of money and, and, and acted like they knew more than he did. And that, that respect level that was there as far as a coaching staff went away. And then you start having guys making demands like, I don't like this offensive coordinator. I want a different offensive coordinator. And so I think for him, it kind of messed with his mojo. So having a fresh group in, I I think they're going to be fired up. I think he's going to talk to them about being the underdogs. I think he's going to use that to his advantage in his speeches to the group. I think he's going to say, we got a point to prove that as an organization, we're better than one man. And he's a, he's a coach that doesn't believe in the power of one individual on a football team. Some teams believe that it takes one person to win games Pete Carroll's like, you're just a cog in a system that makes us win together as a group. And Russ didn't fit that system anymore, you know? So I think they're going to win. I, I think they're, I, like I it. think, it, I think they're, they're, they're probably going to score. I'm thinking about 20, 21 points. And uh, I think Denver might be held back a little bit. I think Russ is going to struggle. Uh, Shelby Harris, you know, I was talking a little bit earlier. He lives here in Blackstone, still has his house here, but, you know, he was part of that trade. Noah Fant too, right? Yeah. Great, yep. Great looking uh, tight end. Tight Shelby, end. Yeah, you know, he's solid. You know, he's kind of curious about Seattle and stuff like that. And my son plays football for a five A school here. Freshman six two two fifty, just <laughs> oh, just yeah. a But Shelby was really cool talking to him, saying, "Hey, you know, look, the 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 main thing you need to do uh, when it comes to football is is you just got to work hard and have a lot of fun at it." And, and he was very jovial about it. And I started going back and kind of looking at film 
of him. And I was like, he's one of the main reasons why Denver was so good last year. The guy was there. He, he, he was, was part there of that on, defense I talked about earlier. Yeah, yep. part of that defense. And we picked him up. And then lo and behold, you know, in some of these preseason games, he was, he was everywhere. He was on the quarterback. He was, he was just out of the reach of, of, you know, grabbing the running back. I mean, he was, it's going to be, I think it's. I believe he had five sacks last year, which for a defensive lineman, not bad. No, no, no. And it, it was funny. Cause he said, Hey, you're on the wrong side of the line. Cause my son plays on uh, offense, uh-huh. right? So offensive tackle. So, but yeah, I mean, for, yeah, for being on the line, I mean, he's, he's just, uh, he's very active. So um, it's, that's, that's, I mean, and, and, and like he said, you know, he was down there and you were saying something earlier about how um, playing music when they get up to Seattle, right. Um, Drew Locke, I think you were talking about, right. Yeah. Drew yeah. Locke. Yeah. So, Drew Locke, yeah. you know, Shelby Harris coming up from the situation he was there in, in, in Denver coming up now and get that another new look atmosphere. I mean, I think everybody knows, you know, you, you've heard the sayings of, of former players and even current players or former players, I guess, can't really be current players when they talk about, you know, places they really would have wished they could have, even when they go on visits to Seattle and don't get signed, they're like, Oh, really loved it. Enjoyed the time in Seattle. The practice facility is amazing. The coaches are amazing. The, um, the, um, uh, just the fun atmosphere is there, you know? So, um, you know, people like it. And with Shelby Harris, you know, coming from obvious, a, produ- a produ- productive defense in Denver, coming up to Seattle to help out the defense that, you know, we've all, we know we lost Bobby Wagner. Um, Terrible you know, situation with in Bobby the Wagner linebacker too. crew. Right. And yeah, we <clears throat> talk about that too. So it's interesting to, you know, see how Shelby does and real one more quick thing on the D line. Um, I wish I knew where that miles Adams dude came from because never heard of him until I seen him at, on a preseason game. That dude was a beast or is yeah. a beast. I'm glad yeah. he made the team. Even though it was going against second, third teamers, but sure. He's a big boy. And he looked like he was having fun out there getting at it too. And that could rotate the defensive line like that. So, um, yeah, we yeah. just gotta, we gotta, we gotta plug those holes. I mean, we, we struggled quite a bit last year with middle of the field passes, right. Mm, Just getting mm -hmm. blown coverages right and left. But if we can get, you know, a lot of pressure and and we know that least experience with Russ, that he struggled getting those, those short yard passes. I mean, we know Russ, but Russ also knows us. Right. So yeah. um, It's, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a battle of, of, uh, of the ages. And my, I mean, I think this game would have been more interesting maybe if, seven or eight games out, I think, because both of the teams aren't into their own. Russ isn't really into this system. Right. Uh, Gino hasn't really been playing. You've got a lot of young rookies. But the one thing that I do know is Pete Carroll does really well with new guys coming in. He knows how to get into their head. He knows how to get them psyched out of their mind. He knows how to reward them, get them excited, you know, not let them get frustrated when one play is bad or one tackle's missed. And uh, the team seems to gather around guys when they do well. So uh, I didn't see much of that. I mean, I saw quite a bit of hype going on, uh, you know, during the practices and things like that here in, uh, in Colorado, but I didn't, um, 
I don't know. I, it just didn't feel the same, you know, it just, it didn't, it didn't feel the same. I think it, it, it felt more orchestrated than to a lot of the practices that I've been in Seattle. Right. So, yeah, you know, we'll have to see, we'll have to see what happens. I don't, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be exciting. Everybody's going to be tuned in. Obviously we both are along with, you know, millions of other people on a Monday yeah. night football game. Right. Uh, looking for that uh, drama and what's going to happen. Um, man, I can't even, we usually do uh, when homie and us big homie and I, we do a hometown uh, homie hometown play of the week. Right. So um we did the Rams on Thursday night. His team is the Rams. So we did Ooh. a pick of what he Tough. thought would happen on, on Thursday night football. And we would do a, and, and, and we will, we could do, we, we can do a, a, a homie hometown play of the week for Monday night. And I've been going back and forth and back and forth of what I want to say and what I want to do. So, but that, what that means is you just pick a, you pick a uh, something that you think is going to happen in the game, whether it's a player um, like you kind of referenced to earlier, the score and rust struggles. Right. So um, it's usually like a player stat or a player line that we really like because we do like prop bets for games. Yeah. Um, not that we can do that here in Washington because Washington sucks. They legalize sports gambling, but these idiots can't get an app out there like FanDuel or DraftKings um, that I've been advocating for for a couple of years now, trying to get this. When we started the podcast a couple of years ago, we advocated for this and getting these clowns on Twitter and hitting all these guys up, trying to get that going. They finally legalized sports betting, but you can only be at the casinos that do it, and you can only be on the premises for their own app. But anyway, so that's wow. part of the homie hometown play of the week is, you know, pick a stat, kind of a prop that you think is going to happen. For example, um, you know, Thursday night, uh, homie pick, let me see my notes here. Homie pick cup, Cooper cup over hundred yards, right? That's a given. That's a given until they prove us otherwise. Right. And that happened. So, um, um, I, by the way, Cup's like 17 and three in his last over 100 yard games or whatever. He's a uh, Yakima boy. He's yeah. a hometown Yakima Ibu, boy. So. Right? Is that what they That's call right. him around here? Yeah. Ewu? Yeah. Uh, Eastern Washington uh, University Eagle there. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I've been rambling because I've been trying to decipher in my head of what my homie hometown play of the week is for me, myself, the Seahawks fan and i still don't know but what i what i'm leaning towards is i think that russell wilson and it's not for my team but i think the defense is going to get him for two picks i think russ ah. throws two picks so go. um so who are you seeing on defense you think that's going to be able to sniff it out I think that I think the rookie uh Woolen, Tariq Woolen, yeah. his name. I think he I think he snags one somehow. And then I think Jamal or Quandre get him. One I, I know that doesn't answer your question, but I think Woolen gets one yeah. because I think he tries to pick on the rookie 
and the and and Woolen's lengthy, right? Isn't he like six four or something? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think Quandre or Jamal somehow have a read on Russ. As long as both of them are healthy or in the game there the whole time, one of them's got to get one of them's got to get Russ. One of them's got to get Russ just because it's Russ and then that defense, right? And they're the yeah. they're the captains of this defense, right? Jamal and Quandre. So I'm gonna go out there and now I like that. I like you put me on the spot there. I like it. <laughs> I'm going with uh, with Woolen. We'll get one. So that's one, and then I got to pick. You going let's, with Quandre? Let's go with Quandre. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with Quandre. I'm gonna write this down. Yeah, I'm writing it down too. I had to write it down. Wilson, two picks. That's a homie hometown player of the week for you all out Bro, there, baby. That's a that's a Tri City Dust Devil pick right there. Tri City Dust Devils. By the way, I love that stadium. I've only been there once, but I went there. Yeah, it was we awesome. we built a house there behind it. And used to go to those games all the time, watch him play third base. I, of course, didn't know who he was at the time, but you know, you buy those team team baseball card sets all the time. Yeah, got a couple of sets with his cards in there, kind of cool. With Russ, they have a big old uh, uh, what do you call those things? Bobblehead, not bobblehead, but statue, mini statue, bobblehead type thing out there of Russ. Right? Oh, now. do they really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that when I was there. Uh, do you have a homie hometown player of the week, Rich? Yeah, I do. I think oh, I, I think it. I think DJ Dallas is going to go for over 100 yards. There we go. That's what I think we like he's, to hear. I think he's an average of about 4.3 yards a carry. Over 100 yards, 4.3 average. Nice. So he, that means he's going to have to get that – means, that means you think, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, you think this is without Kenny Walker playing on Monday, right? Does If Kenny Walker plays, does that change it a little bit for you? I mean, it would. I mean, I'm just, I'm just making the assumption that he's in there full-time. Uh, without Kenny Walker, I yeah, mean, I've, okay, I've right, been in, that makes sense. I've been impressed. You know, he he didn't get a lot of playing time last year, but in, I mean, he's putting his head down. You know, I've been reading a little bit on him and and a lot of his workouts. I mean, he's just been the lower body workouts, lower back. You know, uh, hand drills, keeping a hold of the ball, and he's got like kind of a Barry Sanders kind of low run to him, Ooh, but he's got yeah. like a Marshawn Lynch stomp. You know, like I don't care. Like, I don't care. Get out of my way, you know? So I wasn't, I was impressed. I mean, I think, I think uh, he's looking to have a breakout year. I think maybe, you know, he's picked up, I think it was in the draft last year. Um, but I think he's, I think he wants to be the guy, he, you know, it's kind of cool when you're the running back for Seattle, because you've got this kind of uh, pedigree of, of beast quake, right. And Sean Alexander and, and just kind of being known for the running game. Like Seattle hasn't really had a superhero like that in a minute. So I, I don't know. That's kind of my uh, bold prediction. My homie hometown pick is, is DJ, DJ Dallas to get hundred yards. Yeah. That now at 4.3 yards average, he's got to have more than more than 20 carries. So. Yeah. And <laughs> excuse me, you know, and you got Penny, Penny there too. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they run the ball, 40 times right and you get 20 and without kenneth walker there you get 20 and 20 at least around there right because then you're probably going to throw the ball about 20 times so there's about 60 possessions i think yeah. the average is what like 65 ish possessions normally um so there's a little bit of leeway and then dj dallas has that that breakaway uh speed and potential to get out 
and get outside and get broken and, and, and break it off a little bit. Um, you know, the only downside to DJ Dallas, and I'd hate to be a hater right now, but uh, he is a, a Miami hurricane. Go Knowles, by the way. If you can see my <laughs> blanket behind me, I got a Florida State blanket back here. Uh, so, you know, but no uh, one, no one's, no one's going to hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's not bad. I like, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, you know, him and Homer. I do like Homer a lot too. Uh, no, no, look, Seattle's packed when it comes to running backs. And my, my predictions just based on what I've seen in, in, in preseason. And I think the coaches had seen it too. And the other thing that, that I'm throwing out there is, is because now they've got a more powerful line. I think, I think the gaps are going to be a lot wider. I think it's going to be a lot easier. I mean, you're going to get tackled probably 10, 11 yards out in a lot of cases. And so, uh, you know, again, it's really hard to tell in spring training or not in spring training, but you know, kind of like preseason it's kind of like well you know we're playing against the secondary but i'm gonna tell you something a lot of these teams the linemen don't get a break when it comes to preseason a lot of the first stringers are out there these big boys need to get in shape you know to play football here so a lot of them don't throw out second string linemen they'll put out who they're going to put out but a lot of the secondary guys you know a lot of running backs tight ends, receivers, quarterbacks, they'll, they'll kind of filter them in and out. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It'll, it'll be good. I mean, it, this is just basically pure, you know, pure gut feeling, but yeah, that's what it's all about. You got to throw it out there. You got to be a little wild, get a yeah. little wild out there and uh, right, born to be wild. See, see what we come up with. Cause throughout the season. And like I said, you're welcome back anytime. You know, we try to do it once a week. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes a couple times a week, we'll talk about it. Um, you know, we always try to throw a little fun out there just because that's, you know, we're trying to have a good time, you know, and and give the people some different insight because they listen to ESPN and Fox and all these analysts always, you know, on their own little gigs and these scripts. We're off script and yeah. we go with what we talk, what we feel and what we want, uh, what we think. So, you know, yeah. people will get out there and uh, and, you know, DJ Dallas over a hundred yards as rich as is our dubs our original r dub rw11 yeah rw11 there you go uh homie hometown play of the week and i picked russell wilson two picks woolen gets one and andre Andre gets the other one so it'll probably be oh boy it'll probably (laughs) now will but i'm I'm leaning i still like the quandre pick i still like the quandre Quandre's a little more healthier, I think, than Jamal is right now. I know he's Jamal's coming off the – he had the finger and wrist thing again during the preseason that kind of kept him out a little bit. So I believe that Quandre's 100% good. Um, so we'll see. It'll, it'll probably well, – this is probably what will happen is it'll be, a, it'll be a tip six from Shelby Harris for a touchdown. Oh, we're getting, we're getting into it now. <laughs> tip six. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby gets Shelby gets one on the, Get, the gets his own tip and, and just marches it on in. down. He's not he's he's pretty athletic. He's not he's not a, a slow dude at all. I mean he's he's uh he can he can run. So you know he it was it was surprising to me to see his size, especially playing on the line. But yeah, but he's quick. You know you never shoot. You never know. You call yeah. whatever you want. Right. Love it. Love it. Um. 
Hey man, like I said, we can get out of here. Um, anything, anything you else you want to touch on before we roll out there, uh, buddy? No, let's just uh, go Hawks. Go Hawks for sure. Uh, um, Monday night football, everybody tune in. This was a sports fix with sticks and Nas big homie who is anonymous at this point, but we do have the original R dub rich Warnick. Thank you very much, brother for coming on. Appreciate we appreciate it. you coming on. And again, won't be the last time you hear from him or see him. He'll right be on, on here again, I'm sure. We got a long season ahead, plenty of That's opportunity. Right. Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever favorite podcast platform you listen to. Go to thisisfutter.com for more podcasts and online content. Grab some merch while you're there from the Funner family. Check us out on YouTube if you're not watching right now. We're on YouTube as well, so uh, hit that smash button. Or smash that like button. <laughs> Hit that hey, smash me, button. This is a Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Smash it. Get a power up. Hey, and if you guys are interested in uh, sports card breaks, look up uh, Colorado Cardboard Kings. Got a YouTube channel out there. So, yes, Colorado Cardboard Kings, baby. That's check right. it out as well. That's uh, uh, Rich's Rich's uh, channel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we were hot and heavy for a while until December got got a little busy, but we've got probably 40 videos in the backlog we gotta gotta put on there. So hey, peep them out. Nothing wrong with that. Check yep. it out as well. Uh, thank you all for listening. Much appreciation uh, to you, Rich, as well. Hey, brother, uh, appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. And uh, thank you all for listening. We appreciate y'all. All right, take care, take bro. Care. We'll talk. All soon. right, thanks. Yep, later. That was Sports Fix with Sticks. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. If you want to join the show, use the hashtag Sticks and Sports. Winners don't make excuses.